is our editor. He's the best. Why are you, why do you ask? Because I don't know any Allens. Now you do. I mean, I still don't. Oh. <laughs> you know of an Allen. I do. Well, I know of different. Oh, that's not true. I do know uh, Allen, but um, I haven't Tim seen Allen. him. No, 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 no. Like personally, I do know a guy named Allen. Allen Cumming. No. Sadly, but I have Alan no, Baldwin. No, that's one of the other Baldwins they don't talk about a lot. I don't really know how many Baldwins there are. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast You Want. <laughs> My name is David, and I am your host with the most. The most. I have so much to talk about today. Did you know that? I, I guess so. You're gonna. No, sorry, everybody. Hi, yeah. Megan, my co-host. Hi, Megan. Yeah, if you haven't recognized me, it's still Megan. Megan, my yeah. alto fiance. Yes, I sound like I screamed into a pillow for two hours and no. came out of the room this no, way. No, you just. Megan lost her voice a little bit, but she's here to say hi. Um, I'm here to say hi. I. You might hear shuffling or things happening in the background only because I'm dealing with this yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna subject anyone to to that for four or five minutes yeah, including the, if you're looking Megan. for some mostly for an yeah asmr experience this is not it <laughs> i'm gonna put some groceries away put some things away and then you might hear me sneak back in here but she's still here yeah in our hearts i want you to stay for, through the intro because i want to talk about something that happened and i want to get your hot take on it real quick okay and we'll introduce our our guest but mm-hmm. I've, i you don't usually have a segment in the beginning but i do now and here it is. This segment's called Uh Oh. It finally happened. My dick fell out at Drunk Shakespeare. Oh, no. <laughs> it did. It finally did. That's not surprising. <laughs> it surprised me. And I think it was surprising for any audience members who might have caught it. But have people contacted you and said, hey, I saw your, your pee-pee? Nope. <laughs> not, not in so many words. Your McPee? My, Mc, my McPenis. <laughs> Which part? Of, of my penis? No, oh. of the show. Uh, the middle. I was doing a bit where I pretend to take off my pants, and then somebody in the show called me out about it, and so I took off my pants, and I was wearing my long johns underneath. I was the drunk actor, obviously. Um, so I just like took my pants off. Uh, and had my long johns on and then there's a part where I dance and I did a big jumpy dance luckily I had my cape like I just swirled it around myself like a like a hot pocket and uh (laughs) and uh (laughs) man didn't realize how long I had to be on stage you don't think about how long you're on stage until your wiener's out didn't know that that was gonna be the second half of your sentence what Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know what you thought it was gonna be you how long (laughs) how How long The show is. <laughs> so that happened. And I just want to, I, I, sometimes I like to remind everyone that the road to success is bumpy. <laughs> May and involve. Curved. <laughs> <laughs> Megan liked that one. She does. Clearly. And I couldn't really tell that story with many Ooh, other guests. I had a thing I was going to say, but yours was better, so I stopped. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Our guest today is Dale Tawernicke. Yeah. Hello. Longtime friend, longtime listener, longer time friend. Yes. Which is why I can tell that story around her. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I just remember my mom listens to this. And so does Alan. Hi, Alan. You're Hi, welcome, Alan. Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For everything that's happening in your ears right now. <laughs> uh, and Dale, here's the thing. I know you're going to go put groceries away, but maybe you should stay because Dale. Okay. Well, can I just put the raw chicken in the refrigerator? No. Okay. Watch me do that. I'll right, be right bye. back. I well, swear to God, I'll be right back. Dale is a vocal expert. <laughs> and I know that's not your official title, but it really should be. Hmm. 
What's your official title? I don't know if there is an official title. My master's degree is Master of Arts in Professional Voice Practice, which oh. is is very um, vague, fancy, and fancy. Yeah. And and I, I do like that it says practice at the end. That you know, like it, it makes it does make one sound more doctor like. On the other hand, I find myself continually reminding people I have no medical degree, and they should not listen to my medical advice. All right, fair enough. You can that happens to you a lot. A surprising number of times. What's yes. the difference between medical advice cuz all right, so like boiled down what you do is you work with actors on vocal health, accent and dialect work, text interpretation, Great. breath work, alignment. Uh, I work also with essentially the somatics type of field which Semantics? is Semantics? No. Well, yes. Both. What's somatic? Somatic. Somatic. You is based on the the word soma, and it's sleep. N- no, oh. no, um, but it, it's looking essentially at something to do with the idea that there's a connection in terms of your your mind and your body and your physical self, and that in somatics work, often you're you're looking to kind of strengthen that connection between your awareness and your ability to act and achieve attention. Means. Is that a prefix? You something? know, I should know because I brought Let's up the word it. somatic. And I do know. it's a, But it's a word I continually look up to check. So Soma. I would appreciate Googling it Let's before Google I it. say the wrong thing. It means, oh, it means women's lingerie, bras, panties, swimwear, and more. Well, I'm sure they paid to be first on the Google results and good for them. It's Greek. The parts of an organism other than the reproductive cells, the body as distinct from the soul, mind, or psyche. It's that one. The body distinct from the soul, mind, or psyche. And then in terms of, no, maybe, probably both. The elbows? Yes, all, all aspects probably, I think. Okay. Um, but in terms of it, it's looking at, uh, there, there's like a challenge in this kind of Descartian thing of I think, therefore I am, mm-hmm. where it's uh, it's I think and I am, and there there isn't a I think, therefore I am necessarily, but I am and I think. And I could be explaining this terribly, and I think it's a term that a lot of people disagree about, but there's somatic practices in terms of kind of finding awareness of oneself through action and through movement. And so I, uh, the, the one that I primarily do is Feldenkrais method, which is based on the work of Moshe Feldenkrais, but Alexander work is something that His actors are Moshe. used to. Yeah. That's a fun name. It's a great name. Moshe. It makes me think of Yoshi. Soma. There are a lot of fun words. What's your favorite word? My favorite word is uh, phenomenon. Oh, that's a good word. Megan, what's your favorite word? Clementine. That's a good word, Clementine. <laughs> <laughs> you poor baby. I Drink your say tea. say my favorite word. Drink your tea. Maybe it's all my fault. Maybe you've lost your voice specifically because I'm here today. We did just do some voice work with Dale the other day because Megan and I are playing Hamlet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked and about that. And Ophelia. Let's not leave Ophelia out. We should mm-hmm. leave Ophelia I, out. She sucks. No. Ophelia <laughs> is amazing and wonderful. Ophelia, like, she's bad. Uh, um, no. My favorite word. You were gonna ask me what my favorite word was. I was gonna ask you what your favorite is, word was. Is facetiously, because hmm. it's the only word in the English language that has all the vowels in a e i o u y order. Ooh. Okay. So I also like strengths. Because strengths. Strengths. Because it has eight sounds in one syllable. 
And that's the wow. most that you can have in English. Wow. I the also like the is word crispy because it makes me think of chicken or potato chips. You are in <laughs> some kind of mood today. <laughs> How much tea have you had? This is water, but I have had tea earlier. How much? It was at least two or three cups today. All right, fix Megan, please. I can't fix Megan. What do you mean? Well, Megan has to regain, you know, health in you told terms me, of... You told me earlier about vocal rest. I did, yes, yes. Uh, let's do this. Here's what I really wanted. Here's the agenda. Yes. Ask Dale the question, not about marriage, but about success. <laughs> then myth busting. Yeah, that's a good one. fix Megan, then advice, then done. Okay. Okay, Dale. Yes. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Yes. Why? I think... confident, confident lady. Oh, I don't know. I think I've always... like. So for those of you listening, you might be looking at a picture of me as a small, small child that might might exist. Might exist somewhere. I picked it particularly because I thought that, you know, it, it resembled my inner feeling of hoof... And, you know, standing in the, you know, in the sunlight with the wind blowing through the hair in front of a mountain saying, woo, uh-huh. to the world. And, and so I've, I feel like I typically feel successful, I guess, just because I typically feel successful, uh, which is a terrible answer. I feel, I feel I'm a deci- like I'm a decisive person mm-hmm. and I have a strong connection to what I want. And I have, um, well, I want many things. I want to have five advanced degrees because my dad and my uncles have four and I'm very competitive. Wow. How many do you have now? Well, I I have two official and one certification and I'm going to be doing a master's starting in the fall. So that'll be my third official. I had this thought. And that's in linguistics, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I had this thought when we were getting ready to have Dale on the podcast. I was like, Dale might be the most successful person we've ever had on it. And that doesn't mean the most famous. It doesn't mean the most celebrated. But like, why not? I mean, you might be. Everything you just said is totally stuff that I think about you and identify about you that you just sort of go like... I want to do a thing. Done. No, that I, well, that is how I typically feel. Yeah. It, it, like, it's just a very decisive and nature. And is that success for you? The ability to go, I want this. Great, I got it. Well, it's not even that I want it. Great, I got it. It's, it's that I continually feel interested in things. Mm. And I definitely have a strong predilection to just delve into a thing that interests me. And I have strong interests. And, and it actually, I mean, to the extent that I really annoy and frustrate many people around me, by <laughs> continually discussing my strong and profound interests when perhaps they would really like to discuss anything else. <laughs> but, um, but it, you know, for me, it's quite... And it's not even just the things that I'm passionate about, uh, passionate about with work, which is many things, but, like, I'm passionate about strong and decisive choices related to wallpaper. I am strong and passionate about mugs. I am strong and mugs. passionate about uh, my fif- my goal to go to all 50 states. Where did you come by this uh, passion? I have no idea. You come by it naturally? Is I it, think so. Are your parents passionate people? Uh, yes, they are, but I don't know that they are as decisive in mm. terms of... Just, Is this a way you've mm. always been, or can you yes. think of a time when this uh, no. sort of manifested? Nope. All right. <laughs> Well, then, on the other side of that coin, do you think that um, all of your allergies are a way of nature being like, can't have everything, (laughs) 
You can't be a literal superhero. <laughs> no. You gotta have a weakness. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's really disappointing. What are you allergic to? Oh, I'm allergic to all dairy milk. products. At, well, milk, because some people think dairy includes eggs, which I don't think it does. But all milk products. Uh, peanuts. No, you're, you're an egg connoisseur. Yes, I love eggs. Although I was allergic to eggs as a child, oh you know. Also, the number of times I'm going to say eggs on this podcast is is really concerning because I do have like for somebody who also does accents and dialects, my personal regionalism shows up when I say eggs instead eggs. of eggs, and now I'm going to say it 18 times, <laughs> and I don't know exactly how I've said it every time, which is worrying. Ah, eggs. eggs. <laughs> I also say legs and Megan instead of Megan. That's right. I think out of the two vocal qualities on this. Podcast, podcast you're gonna be the less <laughs> the what less annoying me? one I'm a, I'm a vocal quality <laughs> i'm good you're you're the uh the common denominator thanks so yeah you so know you're allergic to milk you're allergic to nuts yep uh peanuts and tree nuts and i'm allergic to some fish and do you think that that's nature's way of saying like did that make you this way is that is that is that your kryptonite or is it your origin story um I will first say that I, I am going to go with science rather than nature out to get me. No. But I am second going to say that I do think I would be a more introverted person and that I would be more scared to talk to people in social situations if it weren't for the food allergy. So I do think that there's an origin story. And it's because it turns out you cannot talk to anyone for more than approximately 45 minutes without bringing up food in terms of people wanting to eat. I have never been able to. I wish you'd said that to. before the podcast started. I would have totally done it just to spite you. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a spiteful person. But it definitely, like, it, you would be, I think most people would be shocked to see how quickly it comes up. Like, mm. that mm. with total strangers that I am meeting in a completely one-off situation, it's very hard to go even 20 minutes without something coming up and people offering me snacks that I can't have and things. And sometimes it's awkward when somebody has known me for a long time and then they offer me something that I'm Strangers allergic to. Strangers are offering you snacks? You would be so... I mean... Do, I am surprised. Do people never offer you food? No, Like you exactly. go to a meeting and people never offer you food? Um, See, I think you don't notice because it's not... I'm it, gonna it doesn't notice create now. A, yeah, it doesn't create a thing. I'm going to notice now yeah i'm sorry if i've ever done that even well after we were friends <laughs> no yeah. i don't think you have i don't think you have megan is a is a wonderful food allergy supporter <laughs> we're allies yes 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 <laughs> okay so that's all you great being successfulness let's mm -hmm. bust some fucking myths okay yeah what some, myths are some we common busting? vocal myths first oh no vocal rest vocal rest it's bad no and it's... it'll kill you no but uh, so in terms of... Let's disclaim. Disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. Not I'm not a doctor. a doctor. I'm just not a doctor. Just an expert. I'm not a doctor. But I, I do a lot of reading, and some of the people that I read are doctors. And, Great. And, that counts. You know, so that, that means you've gone through medical school, right? Well, no, no, probably. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, the, the recent thing that I have read is typically that it's if you go on vocal rest for a health-related issue, that, of course, you should consult with a doctor for exact number of days and whatnot, but that typically you don't go on vocal rest for more than three days. It seems like such a subjective thing. I imagine going to my doctor and being like, should I be on vocal rest? And then being like, uh, yeah. And I'd be like, how long? And they'd be like, uh, until uh, it gets better. Well, I think it <laughs> like depends. You think a, like a regular general physician would be able to be like, 
hmm, let me look at your symptoms. It, uh, you should be silent for uh, two days and seven hours. Not always, but I would hope that a general physician would be just aware in terms of the basic recommendation that's coming down from people who are in a more specialized field or that they would, of course, recommend that you see a specialist if a specialist is required, but an ENT might be able to very specifically make that kind of thing, particularly if they scope you. Gross. And I haven't and, had that done yet. I'm terrified of it. Oh, no, it's lots of fun. I've had it done. It, doesn't it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt at all. Does it make you want to throw that up? No, not at all. Oh. It's lots of fun. Like it, it's, it's a lot. Is that a myth in itself yes, being busted? Myth, myth <laughs> busting. Oh, Oh no. Myth Look what busting. you did. <laughs> Very loud. Myth busting number two is getting scoped is lots of fun. Now, I will. I, will <laughs> I don't think, all right, in retrospect, and I know I did this and that's my a fault. Laryngeal scoping. I don't think we should call it myth busting. I think okay. we should call it, ooh, ooh, ooh. I think we should call it mouth busting. Oh no. Great. So, mouth bust number two. That seems like, you know, you're having. Somebody's punching you. Okay, what do you want to call it? Myth busting. No, we can't. That's t- that's already taken. <laughs> okay. We gotta call it. Okay. Um, myth blasting. Correcting. Myth fucking. <laughs> we gotta call it. What's the synonym for myth? Legend. Legend. Tail. Tail thumping. Um, tail thumping. Sure. T- welcome to tail thumping. <laughs> Look at a tail thump, and it's the sister podcast to dress for the podcast you want with host Dale Tornicky. We already thumped one tail, and we're in the process of thumping. We're thumping number two about laryngoscopy. Laryngoscopy, yes. Laryngoscopy, yes. Good, good for you. Yes, mother approved. Well, I mean, I have no idea, but it's certainly not bad for you. There are different ways of doing it, and it used to be not a fun or pleasant experience, but nowadays, typically, they send a microscope on a little thing up through your nose and then down past your soft palate, which is what your uvula, the dangly bit, comes off of, and then they look at your the inside of your throat and your vocal folds. And I have had it done, and it was I, I will I will say I did. I didn't look at the video while it was happening, but when it was over, I have watched it a Ugh. lot and I recently showed it to some of my students so that they could see vocal folds. They requested me to do this. I would just like to put out there. Did you did you also wet the bed a lot as a child and possibly torture small animals? Because that sounds super serial killer. I like, definitely look at the inside of my throat, children. No, I did not torture small animals, though I was a bad pet owner to no. my original pet, Guinevere the guinea pig, who I eventually gave to a better guinea pig carer. Oh, that's nice. Um, I do not believe I wet the bed any more than an average child. <laughs> and Fine. if I did, I have blocked that. It makes me think about mummies. I'd be really afraid of someone sticking something up my nose because I would think they were going to scoop out my brains. Mm. And so it's, it's, is it uncomfortable? If not, no, it, it's not even, they spray numbing in your, in your nose before. Oh. And I, I think in, in, out of having, having the procedure done for about eight minutes total, there was just one time when I was like, oh, I think I feel something. <laughs> and but uh, it was in Why terms you, of like, has it done? What was wrong? Was this for fun? No, it was when I was in school. They they did it to everybody who was on the program. They had somebody come in. I wasn't even in a doctor's office. They were just I was just in a classroom and a guy <laughs> with like medical equipment that he goes around and like markets to doctors like brought it in for the afternoon. And a doctor came in from a particular voice clinic that was at a, lo- a local hospital and they just, uh, you know, stuck stuff up our nose and took videos. That's weird. Up the nose and down the throat, I That's should say. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, well, lots bust, of fun. I mean, thump the one about vocal fry. 
The one yes, about vo- yes. oh, which I'm, you were addressing no, with I am me, David. Very passionate about the fact that vocal fry is not an inherently bad thing, and there's a lot of media on it that's very, you know, less than well. It's informed. it feels like the herpes of vocal practices in that mm. everybody's got vocal fry and it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And everybody's got herpes and, and it's, it's not, not a, a big, big deal. deal. And it's been stigmatized. And it's just okay. <laughs> well, and, you know, for a performer, vocal fry is useful if you have a microphone in your face like I do right now. Yeah. But, but if you don't have a microphone right in front of your face, then this is not going to project in a large theater. Megan, but, can you do some croaking right now? Well, Megan, all I am is croaking. Uh, oh, no, enough. Megan actually might not be able to do oh, no. all the croaking at the moment. Yeah, no, it's airy. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, wow. but that but that will come. I can. It this will come is, back but, to her. But I can do it with that. <laughs> come back to me in a week, and maybe. Okay. Yeah, and and well, that's actually part of the problem is that when people are responding to vocal fry that they think they don't like, often they're responding to several features at the same time. Mm. One of them is a simple accent change. One of them is an intonation change. That is a totally, I want to say, also normal thing when people talk about so-called upspeak or uptalk. There's that person that you know that I know that does that, that it just drives me bananas. I can't say it on microphone right now. No, you probably shouldn't. I mouthed it. But Hold on, hold on. There, I paused it and I said it. Alan, put in... Um, uh, a, a moo cow noise. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like a rabbit with a thumping foot like in Bambi because we're thumping tails. Oh, yes. yes, yes well, yes. that should have happened every time we thumped a tail, but oh, I don't okay. want to give Alan too much to do. Or All maybe right. like a, an elephant stampede. Just elephants going... <laughs> but then there's like a lot of feet too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so... No, but the thing about the intonation, the up speak and uh-huh. the up talk is there, there are accents... Of English, but of other languages too. But specifically, there are accents of English in which a typical statement will end with an upward inflection, and a typical question might end with a downward inflection. And so, as that's happening to people in the U.S., there's this call into question about their authenticity as speaker, as speakers, and that I think that that is perhaps just not actually what's going on. That people who are speaking with upspeak and uptalk are not being inauthentic, that they are actually expressing themselves authentically, but that there's a generational gap going on in which the people who have an older way of speaking find the newer way of speaking inauthentic. And when people are picking up on vocal fry and they don't like it, typically they're picking up on upspeak and vocal fry Mm. and perhaps an accent feature and um, subscribing? No. Uh Uh-oh. And po- uh, imposing and imposing maybe no and but they're they're tying all those things together as things that for some reason are that it's different from what they do yeah. and sometimes there there's actually a perceivable thing in which you accommodate to other speakers you take on some of their speaking features mm. to show that you feel you know that you're with them or you can distance yourself and so i think sometimes people are responding to something because they're saying why aren't you taking on my features what's wrong with my features why are you you doing this other thing but vocal fry is not unhealthy upspeak is not expression of a lack of confidence and those things or intelligence or intelligent no my god no no manner of speaking in terms of like no manner of speaking in terms of intonation or musicality or rhythm, none of that is ever an expression of somebody's internal worth or intelligence. And I wonder where it comes from, because <sighs> it's such a trope. You hear somebody who talks 
really low or really slow or does upspeak, like in a movie, and it's used. Or the thing you were saying where they keep their mouth open and they're always looked at cartoonishly as like the dumb oh, character. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a whole thing about you know if you leave your mouth up open all the time, you're less intelligent. And well, I don't know where all of that comes you're from. You catch flies. And and yeah. it, it, it's definitely not expressive of somebody. I mean, it's not expressive of someone's IQ. It's not expressive. Of somebody's well, inner ability to, you know, everything's to dumb. Bump everything. A functioning human in society, and yes, but I will say that I think part of the problem is for actors. Some things project well on stage, like some things actually create volume to fill up spaces. Vocal fry doesn't, and I do think that that adds to perhaps the cultural problem because actors are taught not to use vocal fry if they're going to work on in, in a theater space. Mm. And to some extent, you know, they do need to be able to not do it or they need to be able to do it if it's appropriate to the character and you have a microphone in your face. In your mm -hmm. face. Or if you have a microphone in your face on stage, which sometimes is a thing and sometimes isn't. I like it when they have it on top of their head and it's down on their forehead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like That's my favorite kind of microphone. And I've like the done. shadow hits it just right so it looks like a little curly cue on their like forehead. They got the Superman <laughs> going on. <laughs> Do you have any other thumps you, you want to tail, tail, tails you want to thump? Mm. Tail thumping. I mean, so many. I'm sure there's so a lot many. that comes up in class that you have to correct all the time. What there about is. what about stuff that's not thumpable? Tea, good for you. Well. Uh, oh, thumping tea. Um, tea is typically good for you, but nothing beats water. water. Say that thing you said about. And I'm sure it depends on the type of tea you're talking about. There's definitely a difference in terms of caffeine level in the tea. So, you know, a difference between black tea, which is a higher caffeine level, green tea, which is a lower caffeine level, and then herbal teas, which there's a lot of stuff going on with them because the the herbs might, you know, do things to you. See that thing you said about hydration? Hydration. That there are kind of two types of hydration. The hydration when you have enough water in your system and then the hydration of actual water coming into contact with your throat, which is why people might use humidifiers or vocal steamers when they're getting ready to perform. And Which one's need, better? Well, I mean, you definitely need the internal hydration probably first and foremost, but they're both good for you and you need both. What about if you take a bath? Does that hydrate you? I have no idea. Probably. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that the bath is probably slightly warm and that there's steam in the air and I would say yes. So that's the contact one? But yes. But but I, I don't know if like sitting in the bath, like if the water that you absorb when your fingers get wrinkly, I don't know what that does. Is that no what idea. is happening? I feel like I got to thump that. Oh, I, I have think. no idea what happens. That's, you know, I'm How not a doctor. Is none of us are doctors. Mm -mm. <laughs> you're the closest to being a doctor. But I'm not here. a well, doctor. Here's and stuff. So you would say... Is warm steam much more beneficial to the vocal cords than cool, or does it matter as long as it's water hitting the cords? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I that I have uh, I have all the relevant information that I might use to answer said questions. Mm -hmm. I do think that a lot of people like the warm humidifiers because it feels nice, the same way that tea feels nice. Uh, but I think that probably there are benefits to both warm and cold. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I will say on that subject. Because we were we were picking out one that just came today. We got a humidifier from and Megan. So we she were there was a question back. of like, oh, do we want cool mist or do we want a warm one? I always thought it was like I always thought. I don't think there was a warm. question. There was a you going. We got to get know, a warm one. You know, I think one. people are going to think that we set this up on purpose. You know. <laughs> we, no, no. I oh my swear God. to God, no, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, we didn't bring her in this week because I'm in this situation. It's making Megan miserable. We would not have done this on purpose. Which is not good, I know, for vocal health. If you're in my situation and you start to get angry or upset by it, that's Megan straining to the cords. You so. never get angry. I know. <gasps> not oh, me. So, so there's this one time... Back in the day when I perhaps may have shared a domicile with the two hosts yeah, we live together. of this podcast. Yeah. And there was a day, there was a day when, when Megan, no, no, oh, Megan never gets mad. Um, <laughs> but there was a day that there was an incident uh, with some tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a hammer. Yeah, for sure. And a hammer. I wasn't there. I didn't witness it, but your boyfriend was. But and I do he know. Nerved it. I do know that about a year later, we were still finding <laughs> tomato sauce. Yeah, one time Megan on couldn't get a can opener to work, so she used the back of a hammer to open up. A because beer. the can opener was one of those manual ones, and it was rusted. Yeah, like it was. It was dulled. It, was it wasn't. It wasn't. It was only doing small little tiny hey, divots on the can. Eagle Scout, I hear you. you it wasn't you, cutting it. You made it work literally. But so it, I took I in this actually this incident that she's talking time. about is the second time in my life that I've had to do that. It's my favorite thing about Megan. Her ingenuity. It's my favorite. Yeah, yes, me too. yes. The hammer. I mean, I would never have come up with that. <laughs> I love it. It's so creative. Some people think it's crazy. My thing, and you guys have heard me say this before, I like to think of it as Sigourney Weaver and Alien. That's oh. that's, mm-hmm. that's that part of me that's that's coming yeah. up to the surface. It's so exciting. You wanna eat? I'm gonna make sure we eat. Get away <laughs> from my daughter, you can opener. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, I could see that. Um, <laughs> all right. How did you get to be so successful? Is it a small career field that you're in? It's not giant, but it isn't as small as it feels sometimes. It seems diverse. You were saying the other day that like these people don't talk to these people. Yeah, it's like Oh, well, there's yeah. definitely, I mean, in terms of the kind of stuff that I do, like uh, because I do some of the somatics that we were talking about earlier. So I have a, you know, essentially a group of people who do somatic work or, um, you know, might be involved in Feldenkrais or Alexander or mind body centering or Rolfing or Reiki. I'm sorry, Wolfing? Rolfing, R O L F I N G. It's named after. No, no, it's named after a woman whose name was Ida Rolf. That's Roffling. Is it? Rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, yes. No, 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 no. This is different. Rolfing. Yes, yes. You can look it up. Rolfing. Not Ralphing. Somebody's going to hate that on their commute. Sorry. I didn't mean to make that so realistic. But so there's that. Again, it's after me. So. And then there's, um, and then there are the, you know, and then there's speech and language pathologists. And then there are linguists. And then there are singing teachers. And then there are people who work with speakers, including actors. But anybody that, that's why my degree was professional voice practice, was essentially that anybody who is a professional voice user is the term. Somebody who makes their living and whose living depends upon their ability to use their voice successfully. <laughs> so like an uh, actor. Yeah, like an actor. Or, like Megan. Uh, dictator. Uh, yeah, actually. Um, clergy is a big thing. Teachers. That was a good leap. I like uh, that you went from dictator to clergy. That was very telling. Well, and clergy is actually part of how the field started in the U.S. Interesting. Um, yeah, and elocution and elocution schools. This is information that I was recently reading um, in a in a thesis that's published by another voice uh, practitioner, somebody who works with professional voice users, and you know that there were uh, schools were created specifically to help 
clergymen learn how to use their voices. Wow. Um, to fill up them dang churches. Yeah. Today, teachers make up the bulk of professional voice users. And unfortunately, often teachers really don't have any classes about how to care for their voices while they are in training to become a teacher. Mm. But think about an elementary school teacher. I know you oh guys work and they're the ones that they're right? the ones that needed the most. Right. That, you know, you know, how do you get other people to be quiet without consistently yelling a lot? And that Throw can stuff. become difficult. <laughs> I, well, smoke bomb. Yes. You, David, Pet you alligator. might. You might. You might. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of options. Many wouldn't. I just go down. Not, not on them, you <laughs> pervert. God damn it. Go down in, in vocal quality? Yeah, I just, uh, instead of going like, I fucking listen to me, I go, all right, time to fucking listen, mm-hmm. you bitch. Yeah. That's but, what I know, do. Professional voice user. What about amateur voice users? What do they get? Oh, you know, they don't get a lot. It's true. That sucks. It does, yeah. You should start a, a YouTube channel. I won't. Why not? Why not? I don't have time is not a, not a good option. <laughs> I think there are already, actually, I think there's already people who have YouTube channels. Like, I think that's already, like, it's already filled. What do you think I should look um, Sure. Specifically, there's a guy who runs a company called New York Vocal Coaching who does wonderful YouTube videos um, for singing. And there are things that amateurs are, you know, able to find online and watch. But I think All right, the fine. filled. Then I guess we'll have to start. I think there are, there are yeah, YouTube cool. channels for just about anything uh, these days. I bet I could start one that's not taken. Um, Why don't you have a YouTube for Dress for the Podcast you want? Because it's a podcast? Yeah, but... Because I'm ugly? Have, no, but you could there. create... I you said could crea- it. No, you're not. You could create a Patreon page, and then you we could have... We have a Patreon page. You have a Patreon Thanks page? Thanks to Laura St. Pierre, sure our Patreon donor. <laughs> yeah, we we'll thank her again at the end. We don't blast it be, much. No, but, but that could be special content for your Patreon page, is recorded episodes of the video of the actual podcast, because I know other podcasts that do that. But who wants to look at me? I think a lot of people pay to look at you rather frequently. Plus, part of the reason I like <laughs> Even being your a penis. podcast is I don't have... Stop it. Don't talk about penis. <laughs> That's, that's my word, um, <laughs> is that I don't have to look presentable. That's why I like a podcast. That's true. So maybe I'll just put on the guest and say, you look presentable. I do look presentable. You do look presentable. Mm-hmm. What, else, what are you doing after this? Mm-hmm. Going home. Oh. <laughs> to hang out with my cat and my boyfriend. That's, that's exciting. I'm going to watch a horror movie with my friend who's never seen a horror movie before. And we really got to get trained. What, what do you? Okay, we talked about this. What are you starting with? What are you starting with? I don't know yet. Um, Dale and I were exorcist, talking about that too. I think out of the list so that you I'm, provided, I am bringing The Exorcist, The, I, I the Babadook, uh, Paranormal Activity, and Cabin in the Woods because I feel like The Exorcist is a classic. Babadook is sort of like a modern. It's Here's a classical the thing, though, story. It, is the reason why she hasn't watched them is because it's fear based? I don't know. Exorcist. Well, and Cabin in the Woods is sort of I like a you should start like with something that's parody. like semi-funny or like really, really bad and then work your way up to Exorcist. Well, Exorcist is semi-funny if you think about the it The original is semi-funny? Way. Maybe it's maybe, <laughs> maybe, right? It's from the 70s. I feel like like it's scary, but you could definitely be well, like... Well, if that's yeah, the case, then... the strings pulled a little yeah. bit. Then the go for Exorcist 2 because that one is hilarious. Well, if you haven't seen Exorcist 1, do you really understand what's going on in Exorcist 2? Does it matter? Exorcist 2. You were just, you're just trying to work her on two scary movies. Well... Horror movies that are bad hold a really Carrie. special place in my heart that I don't think I can watch with somebody else. That's how Megan and I, that was our mm. first date, was was watching bad horror movies. Um, so I don't think I can do that with someone else. I think you should watch Carrie. That's, Carrie. that's, that's a good one. Is Carrie scary? No. No. But yes. But, um, but no. But it's still, 
I don't yeah. know. It's still good. It is good. The, the, oh, it's a great movie. And, yeah. a lot, and a lot of quote unquote horror movies are just really great movies. Say, I don't think that, the that is I think scary. that's a that's a Stephen King movie that was not disappointing or fucked with too much. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Which like there there are things about it. Adaptation of did you see yeah. The, yeah. There did are things the about remake? it that are clearly different from the book, but still it was good. Did you see the remake? Mm-mm. I did. Was it any good? There are things ab- Actually, to tell you the truth, I don't remember a whole lot from it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, tweeted us what you think the best first time horror movie would be because obviously we're all of, of different minds. But, Dale, can you give us some advice on how to be as successful as you? Um, Take us to the Dale School of Thumping. Was, wasn't okay. she also going to fix me too? Well, she <laughs> no. was going to do that, but we ran out of time. So. No. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> you have to stay broken. Am I, am I doing everything I should be doing? You're doing everything you should be doing. Okay. Is this amount of talking alarming? Uh, I would stop after this. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I might. Uh, so, okay. So what do I think, you know, how, how okay. How do, be, how do be as successful as Dale? Don't ignore your responses to things. Mm. And in terms of, I think I'm a definite believer in the feeling of like gut instinct I know that's for some people that that doesn't speak to them and that's not their thing. And so I would say my advice does not apply to such people. But for me, it's, it's definitely like I have a strong, a strong feeling that is potentially gut based for lack of better. I don't think it's only a gut feeling. It's, it seems full bodied, but, but in, in terms of the phrasing that people typically use gut instinct Mm -hmm. for things. And I respond to that really quickly. And I feel like, when I'm interested in something, I have a gut feeling to pursue it. And that's, and, and I've enjoyed doing that. That makes me happy. So it ends up that even if somebody else might not think that my trajectory is successful, if all I've ever done is continued to pursue something that I'm interested in doing and that I care about, then I feel successful. And so in terms of like, typical definitions that come up in the performing industry about what success is. Um, I think it's funny. I seem to bridge this kind of gap between what people think of as successful, but also not successful Hmm. that I still get asked sometimes, well, did you start out acting? I literally was going to ask you that because I realized something we sort of skipped over was this, this question that I have, especially for a lot of artistic people of like, what's your apex of success right for actors so frequently it's broadway or a, a movie or whatever yeah did, did you start as an actor i did start as an actor i started yeah. acting when i was around uh 10 or so and i was doing theater really consistently from 10 until 23 until i switched focuses and started getting more and more interested in voice work and um and at the time I didn't do it from a lack of success necessarily. It wasn't, you know, that old thing of people who can't do teach, Mm -hmm. I think is just the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. I hate that one. And part of why I think I continued to, you know, I, I shifted focus for a number of reasons, but why I still do what I do is that I feel so creative when teaching. I feel... Like I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm doing something well and I'm responding creatively to problems and I'm able to assist people working on themselves in a way that's difficult and I love it. And I feel 
like I get to be creative so frequently because I teach a lot. So, uh, you know, I spend typically about 20 hours in a classroom every week. And so that's 20 hours every week where I get to be my most creative self, where I'm really thinking on my feet and responding to people. And I'm in the moment when I'm teaching. I love what you do. And I know it's not necessarily the goal or maybe to some extent it is. Well, a lot of what you do for the people is very, very therapeutic. It can't not be. It can be for people. It, and it can also go the other way. You know, I certainly am not for all markets. <laughs> Were you traumatized <laughs> people? I, I think, unfortunately, it oh, happens. No. no, I think it happens. I think it happens to most teachers because a teacher is a very, very um, influential and personal person sure. in someone's life. And that can always go well and go poorly. And there can always be mistakes. Teachers make a lot of mistakes and learn from them. You know, teachers are always saying, you know, the per people I learn the most from are my students. And that is completely true. Um, and sometimes, you know, you have difficulties and sometimes you come around and sometimes you don't. And that's OK. Not every teacher has to be somebody's favorite teacher and not everybody is going to connect with you and you are not going to connect with everybody. But there's still the feeling of making the environment a place where somebody can experience self-directed change and growth, that the setting of the environment is the most important. And sometimes that can go awry mm. to, you know, the, the best intentions do not always work out. But as long as that's the overall goal, I think that that's something that a teacher does that is so important is creating an environment in which somebody can have a new experience, which is really difficult. Cool. Yes. Thanks, and so Dale. That's all. That's all I have. I feel like super poignant. This was a what? I don't, I, Say I, it. I don't know. Just a very voicey episode. I thought we would talk about other stuff. Oh shit! We need to do a part two. Oh, we could do a part two. Part oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I've just signed myself up for. <laughs> a recurring guest spot on Dress for the Podcast you want, I guess. I love that. Sorry. I like that. I don't that know. Nice. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't think we'd talk there about voice stuff. Especially on the first one. There's at least a handful of people where things have happened since they recorded. There's a us. ton of people we got to get back on the podcast yeah, so for so many reasons. A part I feel two like could definitely be a thing. Season two, this is still part of season two, and season two is going to go on for a little bit. I think season two ends in June, and season three, I think maybe we'll really redouble like getting people back on. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's time for me to say thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to you two for being on. Meg, you were here, and I, I'm really jazzed about that. I wasn't expecting it. You can, everyone else, you can go to www.dimlywit.com to hear this and other podcasts by Dimly Wit, who's our, who's our host. And we love them. Uh, you can listen to Standby. And don't cough while I'm, I'm sorry, praising Dimly Wit. I'm sorry, I did it away from the microphone. Oh, my goodness. She's, she's sorry, Dimly Wit. She didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Coughing is okay. You can listen to That's another Bad Examples. <laughs> don't clear your throat, but you can cough yeah. because you need to cough. Yeah, but don't clear your throat. Thump, 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 thump. Uh, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, and follow Dress for the Podcast you want. It's also super great. Thanks to Laura St. Pierre, our Patreon donor. And that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. March is the worst month. I don't know if this is coming out in March, but... <laughs> but it's recorded March is in my March. birthday month, so it's not the worst month, and you, you bite your tongue. You are the best person to have come... No, I can't say that. I know a lot of people born in March. Oops. Everyone born in March is wonderful. Yay! But I apologize for the state of the world at your birth. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. Hence if your this. life were a horror movie, what would it be called? Megan. Uh, 
Damn right, it. right now. The the croak voice bitch. Great. Dale. Bored to death. Ooh. Oh, thanks. I'm really glad you're on the podcast too. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, no. I will bore people to death. Oh, is, is the you're thing. the villain. Yeah, you know, I'm the villain. Oh, cool. Yes, definitely. <laughs> She's the Stephen King villain. Love it. I scare people out of rooms. Not scare. <laughs> I drive them. I drive them out of rooms with incessant, excessive, excessive and incessant fact sharing. I'm so sorry to everyone, except I'm not sorry at all. I shouldn't say that. She's going to go home lie. to Travis and share more facts with I him. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> it's Mine, a problem. The day the dick fell out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hosted on dimlywit.com.